St. John's Nation, you just heard the lovely voices of St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Youth Choir. I would like to take time to welcome Canada for joining St. John's Nation. I would also like to send a shout out to the men of New Beginning Man's Ministry for the things they are doing at church and in our community. Also coming soon, St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Food Bank that will provide food for the men and women in need. And like always, thank you for tuning in and be blessed. Amen. Good morning, St. John Missionary Baptist Church. We welcome you to our morning worship service. Um, as you can see, we're still um, at our, our residence. Um, nevertheless, we're going on in the name of the Lord to preach and proclaim his word. Um, we thank you for joining us this morning. Some are joining us by, by Zoom, um, some by Facebook, some by our podcast and other means. So however you're joining us this morning, there's a couple here um, kind of helping um, get everything set up and get it moving along. Um, quite a quite a big operation going. So we thank God for for everybody and certainly bless God for all of our deacons, our mothers who are um, checking in live, amen, all of the members who are checking in live. And we ask that you take this opportunity as we prepare um, for our service, get ready for our opening prayer, that you would just go ahead and invite some folk um, via Facebook um, to actually partake in the service this morning. Um, you can send it out to them. You can even invite them. If you're on Zoom, you can send a message out to other folk and inviting them to partake in the morning worship service. Amen. 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 We're going to take just a minute for a word of prayer. Bow your head with me if you would. Father God, today we bless you, we praise you, God, and we thank you, Lord, and we do glorify your name. God, we thank you for allowing us to come into this place this morning. We ask even now, Lord, that you, Father, would just strengthen our hearts and our minds towards you. Father, as we move along in this service this morning, we're asking that you just have thine way. And God, we pray, God, that as Brother Walt travels um, this morning to his job, that you would just cover him. Uh, by thine grace, allow to arrive safely, God, and just glorify you throughout this day, God. Even now, Master, we continue, God, to lift up those in prayer who we have on our prayer list, God, and those who are new addition, God. We pray for them now that you would touch them and strengthen them, God. We continue, God, even now to pray, God, for our country, our world, oh Lord, God, all of those who are infected by this virus. We pray, Lord, that you just open our eyes to you, God, for we believe, O oh Lord God, according to your word, that you are allowing these things to be, Father God, that we can see you and give our life to you, Father. We pray now that you just bless us in this service, God. Speak to our hearts now, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Once again, welcome. And we would look, like just go ahead and tell our youth choir um, thank you and give them a good round of applause. Um, for what they've done this morning. If you join us by Facebook, um, you will see that um, by Facebook that just two of them came and they sang and each second Sunday we will highlight a couple of our young folk until we're back together or until we can have all of them sing. Um, so we, we thank God for them. Their little hearts and minds. Blessing God is a good thing. Amen. Amen. Um, as we get started, we are going to take just a minute and uh, receive our offering. The Word of God tells us that we should bring our tithe and our offering into the storehouse, that there may be meat in his house, that we may do the work of God. So we ask you this morning.
that you take just a minute and give of your tithe and your offering. A tithe is your first tenth of what God has blessed you with. Your offering is whatever you purpose in your heart. You can take the time to give at Give Life, y'all, Giveify. Just look up St. John Missionary Baptist Church in Kingsland, Georgia. You can give there. It is all tax exempt. You can send your money in um, via U.S. mail. If you'd like to send it by a member, you can do that also. And there's other means you can give. Um, on the Facebook page, if you notice, there is a donation section where you can go in there and donate to St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Um, we ask that you partake, that you can do your part in the ministry. We're not all called to preach. We're not all called to sing. But we're all called to be a part of what's going on. And our final appeal with offering is if you take a notice, this, this pandemic, this COVID-19, it is having a major effect on people. The sickness is one part of it. Um, the aftermath of the sickness is another part. But if you notice, our economy is struggling. Contrary to what we hear, there's many people out of a job. There are Congress and the president are struggling to get a bill passed, get money back to people. So those of us who have, um, we're asked to share that we can help spread the word and also help feed those who are in need. Because many people are in need of food and sometimes it's those individuals who are sitting right next to you in church, those next to you in your job. Also, it could be your neighbor. It could be your child. It could be your mother. So please give toward our missions that we can help spread the gospel. Um, in the very near future, St. John Missionary Baptist Church, located at 715 Winding Road, will have our food pantry open. We're working very diligently toward that. Our deacons and our men's ministry, they've put together our trailer, which is next door. They're still working on it that we can get our food in there and people just come. There's no requirement other than just having a need. You come in and we'll be able to feed you as God allows. So please give that you can be a part of that also. Amen. 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 We well, thank you for what you have done um, regarding your giving. This morning, we would like to tell you this thought. Don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. In other words, don't try to do it by yourself. Don't try to do it by yourself. Um, our scripture is going to be coming from Judges chapter 16, 1. Judges 16, beginning at verse 21, but our focal verse is verse 28. Verse 21 reads, But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with feathers of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. How be it? The hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the Lord of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. For they said, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, that they were called, for, they called for Samson, that he may make us sport. In other words, they want to make mockery of Samson and our God. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport, and they set him between the pillars. 
And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. Verse 28, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, Lord God, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistine for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one with his right hand and the other with his left hand. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were their own. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Then his brethren, all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Ishtol in the burial place of Mona, his father. And he judged Israel 20 years. Father God, grace to the mighty strong to save. We ask you, God, even now, that you would lead our hearts, our minds to preach and proclaim your word. Open now, God, our hearts. Open now the eyes of our heart, God, that we can see you, the ears of our heart, that we can hear you, God. Glorify thyself through this word now, God. And Master, we pray today that you would save one, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Remember, our thought this morning is don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. Don't try to do it by yourself. If you notice um, in the word of God at the very onset of the Bible, we have a man there whom God created called Adam. And in the course of time, God created all of the other beings and he gave Adam dominion of all of the beings. And then as he looked around, he said, it's not good that man should be alone. And then he made Adam a helpmate um, called Eve, who Adam named, amen. Um, but with that, amen, that is a, a takeaway for us that we're not to try to make our way through this world by ourselves. I'm not making a statement that everyone has to be married because the Bible does not say that everyone needs to be married. Um, however, amen, we're reminded of Brother Paul. He said it's better for us to marry than to burn, amen. When you're talking about burning hell, we're talking about with that passion. Um, it's better to have a helpmate so you don't do that. But with that, amen, getting away from marriage, we're just saying that it's not good for us to be alone and try to go it by ourselves. Even the Bible says, amen, you know, two is better than one, amen. If one get cold, the other can warm them, amen. So with that, we need some help along the way. But notice now, uh, when we find ourselves trying to go it alone, amen, we don't have that counsel, we don't have that help, we don't have that support. And oftentimes, we'll find that we're even trying to do it without God, amen. We're trying to do it without God and even if you think you can do it without people you think you can just do something without anyone amen remember you've got to have God with you amen if God is not with you amen it's not going to work at all now a little backdrop amen on Samson amen Samson was 
what we're terming Nazarite, amen, his life, amen, was committed and dedicated to God. Now, with that, amen, one of the attributes of a Nazarite, amen, they were not allowed to cut their hair. They could not take a razor and shave their hair. And with that, Samson had those long locks, amen. We're going to pause just for a minute, amen, let some of these brothers with these dreadlocks feel pretty good, amen. We notice, if you will, amen, Samson had locks upon his hair, amen. His hair was all locked up, amen, but it was all for the glory of God. It was not a fashion statement, but he did it because he was a Nazarite. Now, in that, amen, in his locks, amen, in his hair, amen, we find, amen, that's where his strength was. But ultimately, amen, it wasn't the hair, but it was God who was giving him the strength, amen. But notice now, we, we, we find, amen, Samson, amen, he realized, amen, the call of man. He realized how nature was, amen. And at the very onset, amen, of Judges chapter 16, we find where Samson, the Bible says that Samson, he saw um, there a harlot when he went down to Gaza. And when he went down to Gaza, amen, he went into, as the word says in verse number one, he went into this harlot. In other words, amen, he found a prostitute and he had relations with this prostitute, and as a result, amen, he had already devastated the land of the Philistines, and they wanted to kill him. Now, while he's down here, amen, having a relation with this Philistine, the word got out, amen, that Samson's in town, amen, and when they found out that Samson was in town, and that Samson had laid with his woman, amen, they're like, hey, here's our chance to get Samson, amen. So after Samson had done all he was doing, he was laying there sleeping, the Philistines came together. Notice what happened now. No matter what you're doing, good, bad, or indifferent, your enemies always trying to find a way, trying to find an angle to get you. They realized, amen, based on Samson's strength, that they could not just go with him head to head. So they said, wait a minute, he's asleep. So what we're going to do in the morning, we're going to get him when he rises up. When he get ready to leave, we're going to jump him, amen. But notice, amen, God is a God that sits high and looks low, amen. And if you have a connection with God, God will put some things in your spirit that will keep you out of trouble. The only way you get in trouble, amen, with God, amen, or by yourself, amen, when you're turn away from God when he started doing it yourself. But even though Samson had did what he shouldn't have done as a Nazarite, amen, God still gave him a little discernment. So the word says how Samson got up at midnight. Y'all lazy folk can't do that, amen. But Samson got up at midnight and he left before the morning, amen, because he knew something was going to happen, amen. So he got up and went on out of town, amen, and he made it safely out. But the word says now, and here's what happens, amen, and when you find yourself falling in love, people do some crazy stuff. So Samson found himself down in the valley called Sirach, and he fell in love with this woman called Delilah. Any of y'all got some Delilahs in your life, y'all better let her go. If y'all women got a Delilah in your life, you better let him go, amen, because he is doing nothing but trying to get you in trouble. He's trying to find out, amen, where all your help come from, amen. He's trying to find out how you can do what you do, amen, without getting in trouble, and you know it's all in the name of the Lord. But notice, amen, Samson got in the Bible, said Samson fell in love. My first point, amen, don't fall in love with something or somebody who don't care for God. Y'all got that one? All you single ladies out there, amen. I don't care how desperate you think you are. I don't care how well this guy talks, how good he looks. Don't fall in love with somebody who don't care for God. Because if they don't care for God, down in their soul, they don't care about you either, amen. Y'all better hold on to God, amen, and let that silliness go. If you got one out there, I don't care what his name is, let him go. And men folk, by the same token, like Samson got down and found Delilah, and she was an enemy of the state, an enemy of God. Amen. She was down with the Philistine, waiting to slew him. 
but he fell in love with Delilah. It's dangerous to fall in love with another God. Oh, help me out, somebody. The word of God said in there, God is a jealous God. And he will have no, you should have no other gods before him. But Samson, with his Nazarite, born into greatness still, he found himself falling in love with Delilah. Now, all of the time, amen, Delilah is stroking him, amen, cooking him some ham hogs and neck bones and giving him everything he wants. And he's just falling for it over and over and over again. Now, notice what Delilah says to him. Delilah says, why don't you tell me where all of your strength come from? Tell me where it comes from. See, here's his next one, amen. The enemy, amen, as he's watching you and sizing you up, amen, he's not trying to find out how to help you out. He's not trying to find out how to get you to the next level in God. He's not trying to show you how to do better by God. He's trying to find out where your strength comes from so he can draw you away from the Lord. But when you're going by yourself, you will find yourself falling victim to all of the ploys, all of the ways of the enemy, amen. You got to walk away from the, the enemy, amen. Jesus said, all you got to do is rebuke him, say, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, amen. Satan, amen, no matter what shape, form, color comes in, he should always be an offense to you. But Samson, he's like some of us. And most of us have been there, amen. You, you saw that the water wasn't good. You saw it was tumultuous. You saw it was bad. You saw that that fellow was no good to you. Your mother said, leave him alone. But you said, no, mama, he's different, amen. You really don't know him, mama. Said, I know his kind. See, mama ain't been saved all her life. Daddy ain't been saved all his life. They've been down the road to school of hard knocks, and they're trying to tell you how not to do what they did. You young folk, I know it's you, amen. Young folk, you need not make the same mistakes your parents made. They went and bumped their heads so you don't have to bump yours. But Samson, he fell forward. As the liars are telling him, he started playing and playing and playing and playing with fire. And I don't know about y'all. When I came up, amen, we had to burn our leaves. And we played in the fire. My daddy said, boy, if you played that fire long enough, you're going to get burned. So he got there, amen. Samson kept playing with fire. And he kept saying, well, Delilah, if you do this here, if you get some twigs, amen, that are green, amen, that's never been dried out and tie me up with seven of them. Then my strength will leave me. She told him, I'm trying to find out where your strength come from. And if anyone tells you they're trying to find out where your strength come from, and then they try to take your strength away, that first strike shouldn't be enough. So she tied him up. And when she tied him up, amen, she didn't whisper to the guys. She said, hey, come get him. Samson, the Philistines are here. And they were waiting, and Samson jumped up. And he slew him, amen. And she asked him again, and he went for it one more time. Church, people, stop playing with fire. You're going to get burned. So notice what happened, amen, as we were, as we were hastening down to our thought, amen. And the final time, amen, she asked Samson, she, she, she laid it on strong. 
See, y'all, if you've ever been in love, you, 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 you've been in love with somebody, and they may not be in love with you, but they'll throw that love on and say, baby, if you love me, you'll tell me what's going on. You'll tell me your innermost secret. You'll tell me how you do what you do. You'll tell me, man, where you hide your money at. You'll tell me, man, how to get good with your mama, and your mama said, I know good, and next thing you know, you're, you're, you're caught up. So, so, so she said, Samson, if you love me, tell me where your strength comes from. And Samson went on and said, you know what? If you shave these locks off my head, I'll be just like every other man. Samson, he realized that he was in love. But don't you find yourself falling in love with anything and placing it upon, above God. Don't you place it even above your calling in God. Don't you know if you're a born again believer, you have a calling on your life. God has a work for you to do. God has something that you need to be doing for his kingdom. Don't you know you are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God to do God's work and to do God's will, amen? And yet the enemy who's been kicked out of heaven, amen, and realize he's got a place reserved in hell, he's trying to get you to be in the same place he's in. He wants you to turn your back on God. And when you find yourself loving something so much, You'll do it. So Samson told her, and she cut his hair off as he lay there and sleep. Notice now, notice, notice the drop of the thing. Notice what's happening, amen. When Samson, he's lying there in the line of that after she's betrayed him three times. She's betrayed him over and over, and yet he's still trusting her. Because the sign of trust is when you can lie in somebody's lap and just go to sleep like a little baby. You have just put yourself completely vulnerable anything they want to do so she shaved his head off and the philistines came in and they took samson and this is where we find ourselves out now and they took him and the first thing they did to samson they gouged out his eyes don't you know him in the eyes amen that is a gateway to your soul amen if you take them out that's going to take something out of you amen but it doesn't take away the gift that god has given you it does not take away your strength amen but anyway samson got his eyes with gouged out and notice what the philistines want to do with samson they wanted to insult him they want to make him look bad and notice delilah did not care them folk would tell you, amen, I don't know why who I'm talking to this morning that wasn't in the word, amen, but those of you who find yourself all wrapped up and tangled up in something or somebody that's not like God, let it go, please. Let it go. So they gouged his eyes and they took him down to the Colosseum. And when they got him down, amen, they, the word said they just want to make sport and they just want to make a mockery of him. And some of you, some of you, the world is making a mockery out of you. And you don't realize it. Preacher, what do I do? Just let it go. Just walk away. Just let it go. I was looking at a scene in, in Greenleaf, and this is not a punch for the for the series at all, but the young lady, I think she's a whining um, by birth, amen. She found herself really in love with this guy, but the guy was in love, amen, with the enemy, amen. And finally, when the guy shook it off, he came back to her and wanted it back. And she just said no. And she walked away. That's all you have to do is just walk away. And here's what happens. The further you get 
away from your problem, the better you feel. The further you get away from your problem, the further you get away from aiming your hang up, the closer you find yourself getting to God. Not that God has left, not that God is that far, amen, but you find yourself, amen, feeling God being revived and rejuvenated, amen. You'll say, oh my goodness, God, you're bringing back to the place where I first believed who you were, amen. But you got to just walk away. That's all it takes. Walk away and don't look back. But Samson found himself in the Colosseum, amen, being made a mockery of, amen, being made sport of. They're laughing at him. And notice, amen, what the enemy wants is revenge. If you belong to God, if you are preaching and teaching and singing and witnessing for God, you're doing the work of God, amen. What you're doing every time you do something for God, amen, and every time you win a soul, amen, that is one you snatched out of the hands of the lion, out of the mouth of the lion, amen. You snatch him out of the hands of Satan, amen, and Satan don't like that. So he's trying to get you. That's what they wanted with him. They said, wait a minute now. They start praying to their little God, amen, that all we got him, Samson, the one who had been destroying our land and our people. But they thought they had him. Now notice, notice, watch how it shifted thing really quick now. See, Samson had thought and he had desired and he went it by himself. He was doing it all by himself. Now notice, Solomon tells us, amen, over in Ecclesiastes, amen, says, forget not the Lord thy God in the day that I, remember him in the day that I use. While you got your sense, remember who God is. And Samson, in all that he had done, as far as he may have drawn away and not been doing the will and the work of God, amen, he remembered God. Notice now, he remembered who God was. The Bible says in verse 28, amen, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once a of the Philistines for my two eyes. See, Samson was just worried about his eyes. But really what he was about to do is bring glory and honor to God with what he was about to do. Church, when you work with God, you bring honor and glory to God. Now notice how God even uses your enemies to help you do the work of God. While Samson is there and he's about to go out, there's a little lad there. And he said, just put my hands on these pillars. Y'all look at him now. Just put my hands on him. He put his hands on the right one and on the left one, amen. And he got his hands, amen. Then the Bible declares, amen, all of a sudden the hair started growing back. His strength started coming back. Because notice, amen, after he had lost everything that God had gave him, that point of strength, amen, now he realized who God is. And see, every now and then, take a station break, amen. Every now and then, church, God has allowed you to go through something to get your attention. He knows what it takes for you to bow down and call him Lord. Know what he says to me. Oh, Lord God. In other words, you are the great God, the creator of the universe. I realize, God, now that all my help came to you. It just wasn't my hair. Go my hair and cut his hair and grow back. Until you call on the name of the Lord. If you want your strength back, you want your vitality back, you want your walk back with God, all you got to do is call upon his name. Call upon him while he can yet hear you. Because you can get to the place, amen, and somehow you'll find that you don't have that yearning 
forgot him, or as Samson did. Samson was going it by himself. But now he's at the Colosseum, amen, and he realized, amen, that he can't do it by himself. He's been pushing donkeys and stuff around, play it, you know, just plowing stuff out. But now, amen, God is showing him, amen, Samson, you cannot do it by yourself. Church, you can't do it by yourself. You need God. And oh, by the way, you need your brothers and your sisters to help you make them through this land, amen. So he did, he called upon him, and the Bible says how his hair started growing back. And all of a sudden, Samson realizes that God is in a notice. When you get close to God, you're no longer concerned about your life because you realize that your life belongs to God. You realize that you're in the hand of God. And he says now, this is Samson, amen. He asked God in this verse, he says, Samson took a hold of the, the two pillars upon which the house stood on which was born up. And Samson said in verse 30, let me die with the Philistine. Samson was ready to give his all in order that God might be glorified and he might be avenged. Because he realized at this point that I still belong to God. Notice, if you will, all of the time that Samson was with Delilah, man, he was not calling on the name of the Lord. He was doing it all by himself. Notice the droughts in your life. When everything just seems to be going bad, when you don't hear God, I mean, you don't have your brother and your sister encouraging you. Notice what's going on. You're doing it by yourself, and you're not calling on God. But once he called on God, he realized, if I call him, he's going to answer. And today, if you call on the name of the Lord, he will answer you. But he said, you know what, God? Go ahead. Let me be vindicated. But God, I need not even see tomorrow. Because I believe deep down in my soul, Samson realized, amen, that if he is dead to this world, he's going to be alive with God. Paul said, I would rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord. But at Paul's time, it was more needful for him to be here. Samson's job was done. Samson was ready to lay it all down. And I ask you, church, are you tired of going along by yourself? Are you ready to lay it all down? From I'm not telling anybody to go and kill yourself. I just say, God, take me. I'm just asking you to lay down all of the mess in your life and do a work for God. But you can't do a work for God by yourself. You are not an island by yourself. You cannot do anything in and of yourself. The word says, in him we move. In him we live. In him we have our being. That means you cannot do it by yourself. If God wanted you to do it by yourself, he wouldn't have given Adam help me. He wouldn't have done that. God wouldn't have performed that first ceremony. God would not have said, it is not good that man be alone. But Samson tried, and finally at Samson's last chapter in his life, he realizes that he needs God to do it. So I tell you, first point, church, take the time to call upon the name of the Lord. And once again, if you call, he will answer you. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. I don't care where you are. Notice with Samson, he had put someone else before God. But in putting them before God, he realized that he needed to call on God. No matter what, where you are, no matter what you've done in life, I don't care who told you you've gotten too far out of bounds. God is standing right there waiting to bring you back to himself. But you got to call him. Many of us never call on the name of the Lord until we are in a bind and until we're jammed up. Now, double-edged sword there. 
if you only call them when you're in trouble and you go back and keep getting in more trouble and getting in more trouble and you keep bringing after a while, God's going to get tired of it. On the other hand, amen, if like Samson, amen, you've gotten yourself in trouble and you realize you got yourself in trouble and you realize, amen, your only help is going to come from God and I'm going to look to the hills from which come my help, knowing it all comes back and you call upon God with a sincere heart, God's going to answer you. God's going to, I don't care what kind of foolishness it is, think about it. Samson made a mockery of God by messing around with that whore and messing around with Delilah. He made a mockery of God. He tempted God by saying, cut my hair off, amen. He thought he could still do it by himself. But he couldn't. But when he came to himself, when he came to his senses, he called on God and God answered him. No different, amen, than a prodigal son, amen. He went down and used all of his stuff up and right his living. But the Bible declares when he came to himself, he went back to his father's house. Father, I've sinned against thee. Now, with you and I, when we sin, we sin against God. We offend people. We sin against God. We get it right with people, but we need forgiveness from God. And if you call on him, he will ask next. Say, other things come into our life and get into our way. Other things come and busy us and take our mind off of God. But once again, church, if you turn back to God, God is standing right there waiting. He never left you. He never got too far away from you, amen. But God is waiting on you. The Bible declares, amen, that Samson, amen, as he put his hands on the pillars and cried out to God, amen, he followed through and he knocked the pillars over and the whole place came tumbling down. The Bible declares that in that day, at his death, he took out more Philistines, more enemies of God than his entire life. When you surrender your life wholeheartedly over to God, you can do a greater work for God than you've ever done. Some of you, amen, you're teetering, you're on the fence, amen, you're pretending, amen, that you're a born again, washed in the blood Christian, amen, and when you're just trying to do things for yourself. You preach for yourself, you sing for yourself, you dress up for yourself. You're not doing anything for God. God is not pleasing, but God is waiting on you to come on and give your life over to him, just like Samson did. Notice, amen, Samson's death did nothing more than kill all those Philistines. It did not save anybody. It didn't save anybody. He vindicated him, and he brought glory to God. But no one would say, take a look, our Savior Jesus Christ. He came down through all of these generations and he died for us. We were foolish like Samson. Some of you, you slept around, you stole some, you're a drunkard, you're a drug addict, you've done all kinds of crazy. But God's, I sent my son down to die for you. And the way he didn't hold us against Samson, he's not holding your life against you. That's why he sent his son to die for you. And he's asking you now, are you tired of going it alone? Are you ready to do it my way? Are you ready to allow me to be your strength? Allow me to be your help? Allow me to be your all in all? If you're ready for it, God says, I'm ready for you. Just like when Stephen died, as he was stoned, he looked up, amen, and Christ was standing right down the right hand of God, waiting to receive him. Today, amen, God has a son, Jesus, right there at the throne, looking down, waiting to receive you. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how long you've been in the church. I don't care how long you've been on the street. I don't care what you've done, amen. God is waiting for you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down. Christ said, I came to seek and to save those that are lost. Some of you are still lost today, and as a sad thing, even in the church, folk are lost. Folk are lost in the world. They're caught up 
They're caught up in the world and they think that's going to save them. Folk are waiting. The president signed a, an executive action yesterday to give money to folk and do some other things. And folk are waiting on that. That's not going to help you. They gave you money before. You're still in a predicament. You're still sick. You're still headed to hell. They can't fix the problem that we have the virus. They cannot fix it. Your only help is through the saving grace of God. And he's waiting for you, but you're trying to do it yourself. Even when you pair up with the world, you're still trying to do it yourself. But today I beg, I plead with you to give your life to God and watch him, amen. He will fix you up. He'll make you brand new, amen. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Thank you, God. All things have become new. Even you, ask somebody who used to be something. Ask them what they used to be and what they are now. Some folks, you think they've been through nothing in their life, but when you ask them and they tell you they've been to hell and back, amen. But thank God, amen. God dusted them off, amen, and like them boys in the fiery furnace, amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they don't smell like the fire. They don't smell like the mess. They don't look like what they've been through because God brought them through it. But if you go through it by yourself, you're going to come out smelling just as stink as you was when you went in there. But today, church, I plead with you, stop going it alone. First, you need God. You need to spend some time with God. You need to give your life to Christ. And then finally, you have your brothers and sisters in Christ to help you out. My final thought here, when the apostles over in Acts, when they got all of the people together, the Bible declares that they had all things common. They took and you brought what they had and they put it together so they can help one another out. That's how we are going to get through this pandemic. That's how we're going to get through this famine that's sweeping across the land. That's how we're going to do it. Closet full of food. You need something? Say something. Well, God should have told you. I mean, no, God's going to humble you for you to say, I need some help. God is not going to supernaturally put on somebody's mind to give you a can of pork and beans or give you a pack of pork chops. Amen. When it's already in your heart, you're hungry, your mouth is white, your children are crying, and you have been high and mighty. Amen. God is in humble yourself at the mighty hand of God, and then he will exalt you. Then God will take away all of your problems. Notice once Samson humbled himself, God took care of Samson. Today, church, are you tired of going to by yourself are you ready to give your life to christ are you ready to become a part of the body of believers in god church i don't care what anyone says i don't care what kind of degree they have i don't care if they're epidemiologists a virologist they're the president they're the government i don't care who they are i don't care they can tell you all day long that things are going to get better i as a preacher as an ambassador for god i'm telling you it's not going to get better until Christ come back. The only way we're going to make it through this thing, the virus, the only way we're going to make it through all of the troubles in this world is with Christ. We've got to let him lead us and guide us. If you ask God to lead you, ask him to order yourself, he'll do it. He'll take care of you. But you can't do it by yourself. you got to have Christ in your life first. If you don't have Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you can try all you want to. You may think you're making it through. But here's an eye opener for you. Christ said that the devil, he knows how to give good gifts also. 
because you're out here making it on your own by yourself and you think you got it going on, you say, I don't need God. Yes, you do. Because one of these days, Christ's going to come back. And you say, well, God, uh, Christ, um, you, you took care of me over here. He said, no, I didn't. The devil did that. He says, the devil knows how to give good gifts also. The one thing the devil cannot give you, he cannot give you eternal life. It only comes through Christ. The one I told you, he came down to die for you. The Bible declares that he came down through 42 generations and he died. But then early on that third day morning, God raised him up from the dead. Samson, when he died, he's still dead. He didn't save anybody. But Christ Jesus, when he died, God raised him up from the dead on that third day. And then God took him back to heaven. And now he's waiting there until the day when he come back to rapture, to carry all of his children out. But if you're going it alone, if you're going without him, you're going to miss him. Amen. This morning, if you've heard the word of God preached, God pricked your heart. And you realize that you're going alone and that you don't have Christ in your life. I ask you today to receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Is there one today for Christ Jesus? If you're listening, if you're watching, and you want to receive Christ, just bow your heads with me. Amen. Father God, here in the name of Jesus, we proclaim your word. God, some have come, some are giving their hearts over to you. God, some are newly coming, and they know nothing about you. But they do believe, God, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. They believe, God, that he died for us, God. They believe, God, that you raised him up from the dead on the third day morning. And they believe, God, that one day he's coming back. You said, God, if we confess our mouth and believe in our hearts, all of these things, we shall be saved. I pray now, God, that you will save them and seal them, God, until the day of redemption, the day when your son, Jesus Christ, come back. And carries us all home, God. I pray to save them now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, if you gave your life over to Christ, please reach out to us on one of our one of our means. Amen. Be it Facebook, send us an email, um, give us a phone call, or touch base with some member and let us know. Amen. I'm Pastor Michael H.L. Robertson, Sr. of St. John Missionary Baptist Church, located 17715 Winding Road in Kingston, Georgia. We want to hear from you. If you receive of the Lord today, please. Get in touch with it. If you'd like to become a part of this ministry, by the same token, make that known and we will get back to you. Amen. God bless you and God keep you until next week. Remember, don't go it alone.